This episode of the Locked on Phillies podcast is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. Download the Spotify Greenroom app and find one of our Locked on Rooms. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to a brand new episode of the Locked on Phillies podcast. Today is Wednesday, July 21st, 2021. I, of course, am your host, Dan Wilson, coming to you uh, just prior to the Phillies and Yankees game two from Yankee Stadium tonight in the Bronx. And the Phillies lost game one of this two-game series at the Yankees. Of course, they played four games total against the Yankees this year. They played two uh, at Citizens Bank Park back in June, and now they're playing two at Yankee Stadium here in July. Won those two back in June. Lose game one last night. And last night almost felt like it encapsulated a lot of the problems of this Phillies team for me. And and we'll kind of get into more of this as the episode goes along here. But just for starters... So Aaron Nola on the mound, another big spot for the Phillies after it was announced basically that on Wednesday the Phillies are going to have a bullpen game, which is what they will have tonight, because they know now no longer have Zach Eflin to go on the mound. So this is a spot where Aaron Nola, they really need him to go deep in the game, six, seven innings, a guy who there used to be once a fierce debate whether or not he's an ace didn't even need an ace performance, just a competitive start that goes somewhat deep in the game. And instead, he, I mean, he's just got to be better. Five and a third, four runs, 101 pitches. You turn it over to the bullpen, who is going to need to handle the entire load tonight. Has four games coming up this weekend against the Braves. Four games next week against the Nationals. And a stretch where they don't have another off day until August 9th. So, of all the spots for Aaron Nola to go deep into the game... This would have been it. Another opportunity for the Phillies to gain a game on the New York Mets. They lost last night, and they can't do it. And He has just been disappointing all season long. A stat I saw today, courtesy of Bob Wankel, who of course has been on the podcast before and from Crossing Broad. He has an ERA of 464 this season. It's also the Phillies' bullpen ERA. Didn't necessarily expect those to line up. First of all, the bullpen obviously better than it was last year, though it still hasn't been great. But also, just that kind of puts into perspective, at least for me, just how disappointing Aaron Nola has really been this season, just overall, how there have been big start after big start after big start. I know he's failed or not pitched as well as Phillies fans would like, as I would like, in starts down the stretch of the season before. But last night kind of just encapsulated again, I think is the word what Aaron Nola has been this season, which is just, he goes maybe five or six innings most of the time, can't really string a bunch, like two or three good starts in a row. And it's a big reason as to why the Phillies lost this game. Now, there were other reasons why the Phillies lost this game. Lackluster offense. They left 11 men on base. They had a few big spots in the later innings, specifically in the seventh and the eighth, where you have guys on... You have bases loaded in the top of the seventh. In the eighth, in the eighth, you get some guys on base, and whether it's the Real Muto grounding out into a double play in the eighth inning, whether it's the bases loaded spot where you get strikeouts from Reese Hoskins and D.D. Gregorius, this offense was lackluster last night, had its opportunities, and could not get it done. So besides the fact that the offense couldn't push runs across, even though they had opportunities, besides the fact that Aaron Nola was lackluster, couldn't go more than five and a third. Against, this is not the Bronx Bombers, by the way. This was a 
Yankees lineup composed of a number of minor leaguers. In the year 2021, Brett Gardner is batting leadoff. D.J. LeMahieu got scratched before this game. So then you had Stanton, Odor, Sanchez, Glaber Torres, Rob Brantley, Greg Allen, Florial, and Wade at the end of the lineup. Like That should be a perfect spot for Aaron Nola in the heat, which we know he likes, pitching in the Bronx to pitch really, really well, and he still can't get it done. Very disappointing from him. There was also a big play in this game that allowed a run, and this was in the bottom of the fifth inning. The Yankees tied the game. So the first inning, the first run of this game came in on a Hoskins homer. Again, we'll recap this entire thing as we always do in the middle segment. But there was a line out to the shortstop, Didi Gregorius, who of course was making his, not his return to Yankee Stadium, but his return with fans to Yankee Stadium last night. And Greg Allen, who was on third base, who had to freeze on the line drive and get back, scores because the throw by Didi, there was an error on the throw. And it wasn't the best throw. Also, Ronald Torres, who was playing third base last night, is struggling to get back to the bag. Throw goes down the third baseline, and Allen comes in to score. And now we have a tie game. And in a game that ended up being 6-4, again, it wasn't one run that was the difference, but it's just kind of... All of the issues the Phillies had or have had this season really crept up last night, whether it's the bad defense, the not putting guys when you have runners on base, not scoring them, getting a lackluster start from Aaron Nola, and then also Joe Girardi essentially conceding the game by going to Brandon Kinsler and Eniel De Los Santos for the 8th and ninth. Each of them allow home runs. They lose by two. It kind of shows you Girardi's mindset of how much confidence he had in the Phillies' ability to win this game if he's sticking the two of them in there. So, all in all, whether it was Girardi, in my opinion, kind of giving up on the game, whether it was the bad defense, the inability to score runners who are on base, the lackluster start from Aaron Nola, all of that put together, you have a 6-4 loss. And a night, again, where the Mets lose, the Mets lost last night, a close game, 4-3 at the hands of the Cincinnati Reds. And my overall opinion is this. I kind of shed some more optimism on yesterday's podcast, my first one back since the All-Star break, of why I think, why I'm now considering the possibility of this team being in contention for the whole season and maybe even winning the NL East is now a possibility. But it really struck me last night, something that I already knew, but it was a reminder that this team is in position to be in contention for the NL East, not because of anything that they're necessarily doing. Yes, they're in second place. Yes, they have better record than the Braves, than the Nationals, than the Marlins. Yes, they're within three games of the New York Mets. As we sit here, again, this is late in the afternoon on July the 21st. The Mets have actually already won today. So they ended two and a half back. It now goes to three back. And we're sitting here in a position saying, well, They're a game above 500. If they lose tonight in a bullpen game at Yankee Stadium, they'll be back to 500. And this team has always felt like a 500 team to me. And on the high end, you know, 85, I said 86 wins before the season. That turned out to be optimistic. But I thought they would be somewhere in the low to mid 80s in terms of a win total. That usually does not win you a division. Which means that the reason they're here is not because so much of what they're doing. It's because every team around them in the National League East is so lackluster. In any other division in baseball, they would be entirely out of this playoff race. We would be talking about them obviously needing to sell at this trade deadline. But part of the reason they're going to be buyers at the deadline, part of the reason 
that they're in contention. Part of the thing, part of the aspect of this keeping this interesting is just how bad the other teams in the NL East, how disappointing the other teams in the National League East have been, and that the Mets, frankly, just have not run away with this. I think last night you saw what this team truly is. I think over the course of 162 games, it's hard to hide anything. You're going to see the true sample size of what a team like the Phillies truly are. I think they showed their true colors last night. I think there are nights where their offense can explode, where they get better. You know, sometimes it's serviceable, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's really good work from your starting pitcher, especially if it's Zach Wheeler. But in the case of last night, I think it was a a little bit of a reality check from how they had started the month of July. And unfortunately, again, if I had to put money on it right now, I would still say they do not make the playoffs. Again, I'm more optimistic than I was just a few weeks ago. They're in much better position. It's hard to not have the fan come out in you and be optimistic about the direction of this team over the course of the remainder of the season, just because they're going to be in it playing meaningful, competitive baseball. But man, oh man, if you're going to continue to have blunders like you had last night, then this team is not going to, blunders meaning leaving runners on base, the defensive miscue, this has been an issue all year. This is not going to be a season that ends a playoff appearance for the Philadelphia Phillies. More of the Locked on Phillies podcast coming right up. But first, I have to tell you about the Wild Alaskan Company. We all know we should be eating more fish to get our omegas, threes, and protein. But the seafood counter, it can be intimidating. Which fish tastes the best? What type of cut? Can you really be sure about the quality? Wild Alaskan Company takes the guesswork out of buying wild-caught seafood. You're used to having a lot of choices when it comes to what you eat. But it matters where your food comes from. Get the nutrition from nature. The Wild Alaskan Company sources wild-caught seafood from Alaska and the Pacific Northwest. Do you love to order fish when you go out to eat but never make it for yourself at home? Cooking restaurant-quality dishes at home starts with a high-quality seafood and simple techniques from Wild Alaskan Seafood. Wild Alaskan Company delivers high-quality, sustainably sourced, wild-caught seafood, I should say, right to your door. Choose from salmon, whitefish, or a combination. And every month, there are different specials to explore. Each shipment contains premium, wild-caught, individually-wrapped portions of delicious seafood that's ready to prepare and easy to cook. Get your nutrition from nature with Wild Alaskan Company. And right now, you can get $15 off your first box of premium seafood when you visit wildalaskancompany.com slash MLB. That's wildalaskancompany.com slash MLB for $15 off your first box. wildalaskancompany.com slash MLB. Make sure to use the URL and let them know that we sent you. Recapping this game last night uh, against the New York Yankees. Again, got another one coming up uh, just in a couple hours, about an hour here or so. I actually had a chance to go to last night's game. Anyone who follows me on Twitter saw that. Had a chance to Uh, Enjoy last night's game in the Bronx. My second time ever at the new Yankee Stadium. Never made it to the old one. Uh, So this was an enjoyable game. Kind of part of the reason I'm getting this podcast out late. But, you know, I know true fans are locked on Phillies. No matter if these podcasts posted early or late, uh, you guys are loyal listeners. So I appreciate you tuning in. Kind of try and get on a little bit more of a regular schedule. Kind of as the season picks back up here post-All-Star break. As we're now a full week removed from the All-Star game. But the Phillies lose this game 6-4. As I mentioned, this was a game where uh, there were kind of some moving pieces before the game. First of all, a few more guys put on the COVID list before this game. I'll get to that in a second. DJ LeMayhew was scratched from this game. So that moved Brett Gardner up into the leadoff spot. That moved Rob Brantley, the first baseman, into 
yesterday's lineup in general. And it created a position where the Yankees just had a really, really lackluster lineup overall and something that Aaron Nola was unable to control. So the following roster moves before yesterday's game were announced by the team. And again, this is a Phillies team that has had COVID problems out the wazoo uh, so far. And so Bailey Falter gets placed on the COVID-related injured list. J.D. Hammer gets placed on the COVID-related injured list before the game. That brought up uh, Mauricio Lavera and Mickey Moniak, who were recalled from Lehigh Valley. Now, Mickey Moniak actually, actually sent back down before tonight's game. They're bringing up Spencer Howard to help out with the bullpen game they have in front of them. The bench a little bit less important. You're playing in American League Park. You have the designated hitter. And in the third segment, we'll get to tonight's lineup and kind of how they square up against those New York Yankees. But we have a situation last night where Philly's prime position to win the game. And they get out to a lead. Top of the second inning, Reese Hoskins rips a homer to deep right center field. That makes it one nothing. Estevan Florial, he grounds out. Um, and that was a Hoskins got it, flipped it to Nola covering the bag at first. But Greg Allen came in to score. That made it 1-1. Ronald Torres, who... I, again, I know his numbers don't show it, but almost from an eye test perspective, seems like he comes up in a lot of big spots, both offensively and defensively, for this Phillies team. He doubles to deep left center field. That scored Reese Hoskins. So Hoskins has now scored two runs in the game in the top of the fourth inning. That made it 2-1. Bottom half of the fifth inning, I play I mentioned in the open, Tyler Wade, he lines out to the shortstop, D.D. Gregorius. Greg Allen scores on the error by Gregorius, that made it 2-2. So now you have four runs total scored, all of them scored by Allen and Hoskins in the game. Brett Gardner, he homers to right field in this game. Uh, StatCast saying that Yankee Stadium is literally the only stadium in all of Major League Baseball that this would have been a home run. Brutal, you obviously have some short porches uh, in both right and left center, or in both right and left field at Yankee Stadium. Gets out in the first row. A home run nonetheless. Yankees take the lead. Gary Sanchez, Hits a bomb, 431 feet to deep left field in the bottom of the sixth inning. That made it 4-2. Stanton homered, made it 5-2 in the seventh inning. Gene Segura did drive in a run with a single to left. Reyes scored in the eighth. Floreal homers in the bottom of the eighth, 6-3. McCutcheon kind of got a meaningless homer in the top half of the ninth inning. Uh, His emergence continues to be strong for this Phillies team, and that made it a 6-4 final score. For the Yankees, the pitching lines, Nola gets the loss in this one, five and a third, seven hits, four runs, one walk, five strikeouts, his ERA up to 464 on the season. Jose Alvarado came in, had a couple of walks, but it got a big time double play to end that sixth inning, but it was Kinsler in the seventh allowing a home run, De Los Santos in the eighth allowing a home run, and the Phillies lose this one six to four. So very, very disappointing overall, disappointing showing for the Phillies in New York. And now they have a chance to draw a split against the Yankees tonight uh, in a bullpen game. As I mentioned, Spencer Howard will be up to help with that bullpen game. He will actually be starting this game. I'll give you the full starting lineups and kind of my thoughts on tonight's game in just a little bit. But first, I have to tell you about Built Bar. Did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? There's something for everyone. If you don't know the Built Bar flavors by now, well, you are certainly missing out. There's coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. If you haven't tried all the flavors by now, you can get the mix box where you'll get two of each of those nine flavors. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, they're healthy too. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, 4 to 5 grams of sugar, 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Again, amazing flavors, all tasty and all healthy. 
Order today, get the grasshopper cookie, the raspberry, whatever you'd like. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 15% off your first order. Again, go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON for 15% off your first order. One last time, that promo code is LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, for 15% off at Built.com. Also, I have to tell you about Fully Loaded Chew. Today's episode of the Locked on Phillies podcast is brought to you in part by Fully Loaded Chew. Fully Loaded Chew is tobacco-free, long cut in pouches that will give you the same pack, dip, spit, and buzz you're used to without tobacco. Available in nine flavors, Fully Loaded Chew is made with all food-grade ingredients and tobacco-free nicotine, the purest form of nicotine available. It's the only moist nicotine pouch on the market. That's important to note here. All of their nicotine pouches, they're dry and white pouches. Nothing dips, spits, and packs like a fully loaded. Go to fullyloadedchew.com and order a fully loaded shoe order with the Locked On Team listener special. Again, right now you can try for just $1. That's just $1 at fullyloadedchew.com. Use that promo code Locked On. Just $1. Free shipping if you use that promo code Locked On at checkout. The next time you go for a dip, make sure you're making it a fully loaded shoe. Again, fullyloadedchew.com, promo code Locked On, and it'll be just $1. Previewing tonight's game, Phillies and Yankees, again, finishing off a two-game set, a four-game season series against the guys from the Bronx. Phillies winning the first two at Citizens Bank Park back in June. Now we're sitting here in July. They lose game one last night, the Aaron Nola start. So tonight it'll be Spencer Howard on the mound, but it's largely going to be a bullpen game, which again is why it's so just devastating that Aaron Nola couldn't go deeper into the game last night when you're sitting here in divisional divisional race, I should say right before the trade deadline. Uh, tonight's lineup, it's going to be Gene Segura start, uh, leading off second base, catching second, uh, catching batting second, I should say. He's JT Realmuto batting third, uh, getting a, a little bit of a break off his feet. The designated hitter, Bryce Harper, in left field batting fourth, Andrew McCutcheon, batting fifth at first base, Reese Hoskins, batting sixth at shortstop, Didi Gregorius, batting seventh in right field is Brad Miller. He was the DH last night, so he gets another go. Batting eighth at third base, Ronald Torres, and batting ninth, in center field, Travis Jankowski. And again, Spencer Howard will be the starting pitcher in this game. He's up for Mickey Moniak, who was back up literally just for a day yesterday because of the COVID IL stints. And again, here's a game tonight. Every game is important, but the Mets have already won today. So you know that at best, going into the game, this is like an interesting mentality thing, so to speak, that you know going into the game that the best you can do is kind of just start start the day, or end the day, I should say, where you started. You know you can't make up any ground on the Mets. The Mets have already won, so they put the pressure all on you. And even though it's not a league game, uh, it's actually funny because this is a rare instance where the Mets Mets fans are rooting for the Yankees, uh, the, you know, to them, the other team in New York, but the team that gets most of the attention in New York City. And the Mets need the Yankees to win tonight, basically to give them a three-and-a-half game cushion on the Phillies. But the Phillies come into this game knowing that they essentially have, like, they're, they're in a spot where their bullpen hasn't been strong all year. Spencer Howard's velocity dips off as he goes deeper into games. They were trying to avoid him. They sent him back down to the minors, the intention of him actually pitching in the minors. He's back up kind of out of circumstance here, which leads me to my point of, you know, I don't know, we don't know how long Zach Eflin is going to be sidelined here. But I remember back in March, saying how big a deal it would be if one of these top three pitchers for the Phillies went down, especially if Wheeler went down. I mean, that would be devastating, and I would almost say they have literally zero chance to make the playoffs 
at that point. But Nola and Eflin, as much as I would want more from either of them this season, and especially Nola, Eflin going down, it really digs into your starting pitching depth and kind of exposes the hole you have there. Obviously, Matt Moore has been making some more starts. We know that the whole Chase Anderson experiment, along with Matt Moore, hasn't really worked out, despite the fact that Matt Moore has put the Phillies a chance in some positions to win games. He doesn't go very deep in the game. So you know going into those games that your bullpen's going to be taxed. And that case, that could not be more of the case when Spencer Howard is on the mound. It's even more disappointing because he was supposed to be, or I mean, he still is, even though he's not regarded as a prospect technically anymore, but regarded as your top pitching prospect in the organization, you would expect more out of a guy like Spencer Howard. This is another big spot for him tonight. Hopefully he can go through at least a couple of innings solid, turn it over to the bullpen. This is a situation, again, where, you know, Bailey Falter being put on the COVID IL, who would maybe usually be the piggyback guy here. You don't have him, so a double whammy in this particular case. Ranger Suarez has moved into the closers role, though he can go multiple innings. I'm going to be interested to see how Joe Girardi manages tonight's game because usually what he does in these situations, getting multiple innings out of guys, one of those guys is on the injured list, one of those guys has been moved into the closers role, and you may have to abandon your roles just a little bit just to get through all nine innings tonight and try and steal a game back when you had a game that, in my opinion, was very winnable last night based upon the Yankees starting lineup and based upon who you had on the mound and you could not get it done. That's going to do it for today's episode of the Locked on Phillies podcast. Make sure you're following the podcast on Twitter at LO underscore Phillies. Make sure you're subscribed on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, and myself on Twitter at Dan underscore Wilson4. Betting on baseball doesn't have to be a guessing game. You can listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag or wherever you get your podcasts.